Welcome to the show. Thanks so much to Gareth and the team back again tomorrow. And uh, it is frankly speaking for one hour of beautiful listening. Do me lang sang. Why are you like this? It's, Why? Dude, you had a public holiday yesterday. So you fine. Flu. You fool? Flu. Oh, you flew? Yeah. Wow, what's wrong with you? I got flu. Yeah, no, it's only because you're from Pretoria that you understand this language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're hanging out with Frankly Speaking. It's Andrew and Rory all the way for one hour. And um, today's show is really interesting. You know, of course, it's Women's Month. And yesterday was Women's Day. And it's woman, woman, woman. And that's really cool. And and power to the woman. Um, but uh, Rory, we were discussing this a little bit uh, a few weeks ago. And one of the things that came out for me was... Do we treat all women equally, and are there certain women in society that we don't treat so well? Yeah, it's a uh, uh, the the interesting reflection that came out of that is that uh, behind every successful man in pinstripes and women in heels in the corporate boardroom is a humble woman in a maid's outfit back home, walking the dog, feeding the kid, and making sure the whites remain white and the dark don't fade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. With yeah. Look at you. We haven't even started the show. We are literally a minute and a half into the show and you've already started your rubbish. I'm burning. What about the black middle class? Hmm? Mm? Ah, yeah, behind every, behind, behind you and me right wow. here, there's a, there's a woman somewhere who is making sure that everything is the way it should be. And, yeah. and, and we seldom celebrate them. They are the rocks beneath the rocks. Well, we seldom talk about them. Yeah, right? we ignore them. Well, what are they, right? I've, I'm, I'm passionate about this personally and, uh, I'm not sure why, but I think it's because I have a deep inherent guilt around this issue. Um, as a, a middle class white person, this is something that is very, very close to my heart. Mm. Um, I want to explore it. Mm. I want to see where it goes. I don't know where it will go. It'll probably make me look like a complete ass, but I suppose that's what we got to do. Yeah. Sometimes you to... are a complete ass. And you, know? you need to ask yourself, is she your domestic worker or is she your slave? Yeah. Yo, yo. Is she your slave? Because it's it's easy. Sure, it's easy. Right. Oh no, she's part wow. of the family. But if we really look at it, is she your domestic worker? You or know, it's is the she morning for some people. You know, hey, you need to deal with these <laughs> things, and especially in Women's Month, where the International Labour Organization states that eighty-three percent of all domestic workers globally are women. So this is an important thing to discuss on this day, on this in this month. And I think what's also interesting about it is in, in Women's Month, we often speak about the beauty of women, the successful woman, the, you know, you see those lists all over the place. Ten women you didn't know about. Mm. Ten women doing amazing things. And that's fantastic. And there's definitely a, a need for, for more of that highlighting. But there's also like the shit part about being a woman and being honest about it and the the types of people and women specifically who are not highlighted at mm. all in mm. Women's Month. Mm. And I think the domestic workers of South Africa and of the world are definitely part of that crew. Yeah, they're the women behind those women that we see on the list who are making sure mm. that those women's mm. families are mm. actually running properly. Preach, preach. The kids church. are Yo. making it to school. You know, it's, it's, it's a range of things that these women take responsibility for, but they are, they are the least amongst us. 
All right, enough. so let's let's get into this show. We've got uh, a whole bunch of people that we're going to be speaking to. There's actually a show on Cliff Central that we're going to profile that does this every week, speaks about domestic workers, maids, cleaners, whatever you want to call them. It's called the Maid Sessions. We'll be speaking to the host of that show as well, Tuliza Mbali, uh, as well as some domestic workers. Yeah. Because um, you never hear that voice because mostly domestic workers are scared to actually talk. True. Scared of repercussions. Are they even called domestic workers? Well, I, I, that's the first question. So before we get into that, if you want to comment on the show, you can hit us up at uh, Rory Sang Shavalala. At Rory Shavalala. What's I just like to you? say your full name. I'm sorry. At yeah. Rory Shavalala or <laughs> at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y. What are your thoughts? What are your guilt? What are your questions um, to these young women and also to, to your domestic workers? What do you want to say? Um, and uh, also you can hit us up on Facebook as well um, That is Frankly Speaking Radio There's going to be a lot of discussion on this show I think Yeah, this, is, this, this one's going to be big <sighs> Let's get into this thing man I'm, I'm scared, I'm actually nervous I'm actually nervous right now I'm very very nervous Alright, so I mean the first question Let's welcome our guests firstly We have Mandla, Langa and Linda in studio with us You beautiful ladies, good morning to you Morning How are you doing? Fine, thank you and you too? I'm good. You're just very quiet out there, huh? No. Langa, don't, don't drop the mic yet. Just share the mic. Come on, what's up? How you doing? I'm good. And you? Yeah, I'm so good. I'm so good. So these amazing people uh, are in studio. We've also got Hope. You might be hearing a baby's voice in the background. The cutest <laughs> baby. We'll put him up on the website as well. He is absolutely adorable. Um, because nannies don't get to have nannies. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So in studio with us mm. is, uh, so we're actually the nannies today. We are the nannies today. So if you do hear some, some, uh, happy, happy, um, cries in the background, you know it's hope. Yeah. He's just keeping it real out there. Our producer, Bulla, doing an excellent job. There. He is not ready to be a father. I can just say that right now. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. You uh, forgot to welcome Bali and Tuliza. Sorry, Bali and Tuliza. Thank you. Morning. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? It's um, so great to take the back seat today, right, Tools? <laughs> yes, it's so lovely. Thank you so much for having us here. Guys, thank you. You guys uh, helped us get the show together, and we really appreciate some of you guys. Um, I want to get into this really quickly. Like, Rory asked a good question. What do we call people who work in the house? Is it domestic? What is the word? Because there's a PC thing, isn't there? It's, it's helpers, like, it was helpers maids cleaners, domestic workers, maids. They're called what? OCs. What, what, what is it that, which ones do you hate the most and which ones do you identify with? Do you say, okay, you can call me that. What, what, what would you call yourselves? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just call myself Mandla. You just, you just, you just Mandla. Yeah, I'm just Mandla. And what do you do for a living? Uh, housekeeping. 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 Okay. Yeah. Ladies? I'm calling myself Lina and the um, helper. Helper. Yeah. Helper. Langa? I'm Langa. Mm-hmm. Um, I call myself a helper. A helper as well. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is interesting because um, in all of these, uh, there's also au pairs, right? Yeah. What's the difference exactly between what an au pair does and what you do? Do you guys have any idea? I think an au pair is someone, in my thought, I'm not quite sure. It's someone who goes to school and fetch the kids from school and come home and do homework with the kids. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think an OPE cleans the house, cook. I'm not quite sure about that. Well, Mbali, Mbali, you are or have been an OPE before. So what exactly do you, is that, is that what you do? And how different is it from what a helper or a housekeeper would do? Um, the differences actually are quite superficial, at least from a nurturing point of view. Um, I actually think that the domestic worker and the, the au pair, in my experience, are, are a team. I couldn't so do... you've been an au pair? Yes, yes. And that's how this whole uh, show came about, is because I developed bonds with domestic workers because I started au pairing. And I felt like they were doing at least half of my job. Um, and in many ways more qualified to do it because they had experience uh, with the kids. They lived with the kids. They take care of the kids pretty much uh, 24 hours a day. And then I come in with my car and quite superficial differences like, I don't know, maybe my my accent and I don't have to wear a uniform because I'm perceived to be a, a certain class or from a certain background. Uh, then I get this title of au pair. And look, the car makes a difference, but I also know a lot of domestic workers who have driver's licenses and still they're called domestic workers. So I, I think it's quite a, a an aesthetic difference. I do I do homework every day, but um, at the same time, I've, been, I've worked for families where, you know, the domestic workers are incredibly educated and will help the kids with, with homework as well. I base, if the kids were not bathed, dressed, fed, and if, if the kids were not emotionally supported by, by the domestic workers, who often have to intervene when I'm not getting on with a child, I would not be able to do my job. So I, or pairs, in my opinion, can only be effective if there is a caregiver. Sometimes that caregiver is the mother, but you know we li- live increasingly in a, a society where mothers are, are full-time career women. So in my experience, that caregiver is a domestic worker. I know we're going backwards here, and I, and I want to speak to, to you, you three as well, as, as well as Rory, I suppose. Like, why is it important, this naming thing? Why is it so important? Because there is something about, and, and now I'm talking from a very... Uh, personal experience uh, in the in circles that I've roamed in in mid- the middle class of South Africa, predominantly white. When you speak about the person that cleans your house, there's always that moment just before they speak about that person where they're like, "What am I calling this person? Um, is it my my domestic, my cleaner, my helper, my you know what I mean, my OC?" And you're like, and there's like this embarrassment about it, which means there's something inherently wrong here. So so why is this name thing important? Mandla, what is it about about what you're called that's that's so important? Do you care what 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 you're called? Yeah, I don't want to be called a maid, a domestic worker, or you know, sometimes uh, it's like when people talk, especially like employers, they will say, you know, my domestic worker did this, or my maid did this. I prefer they call me, you know, Mandla did this. Mm. Mandla has done this and that and that. Not to call me like names. Wh- why, why, th- why is the idea of being a maid and a domestic worker uh, something you don't, you don't identify with or particularly enjoy? Because I think being a domestic worker or a maid, you are being looked down. It's not. It's a job which people look down at. It's not a job that you can be proud to say. People tell people in the street that you know, I'm a housekeeper at so and so's house. You know, mm. it is difficult. Mm. That's why we don't don't want that name. We don't want to be called in those names like helper or or, or maid or domestic worker. Mm. I just for my view, point of view, I prefer to be called 
with my name, mm. by my name. Yeah. Yeah. If someone or is my employer is talking to someone, should say, you know, Mandla did this or Mandla that, not made or what, what, no. Just out of interest, uh, wherever you come from, where you call home, uh, the people there, what do they know you to be doing in the city? They don't know. I don't think they know what I'm doing because I never discuss my my work with other people. Mm -hmm. They just know that I'm working, but they don't know what kind of job, what kind of a job I'm doing. And I'm not ready to tell them what I do. Mm. No. What about you guys? Yeah, <clears throat> I'm also preferred to call by Linda because that name made yo. What does it mean for you? What does it do to you? How does it make you feel? Yeah. Like me, I'm young, so if someone called me mate, yo, at, at the age of my stage, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it at all because I must be at school, so I don't like called by mate. Mm. Yeah. How old are you? 21. You're 21? Yes. Okay. Langa? Um, I like to be called Langa. I prefer that because um, the uh, domestic maid cleaner is a very strong word and it doesn't feel right. Even where I come from, they, they, they ask me what job I'm doing. Obviously, you can't, you can't lie to them. You tell them most it's the kitchens. They ask us, Mr. Benzagopi, Emma Kishin. They know what you do in the kitchens. Mm. But sometimes you, you feel embarrassed to tell them what you're doing because that's not what you really wanted to become. Mm. I mean, this is, this is really interesting to me and it, it brings up this other question about how you guys got into this kind of work. Maybe you can just discuss that a little bit with us. Uh, I think for myself it came as in, it was like an accident or something I was put into it. That wasn't my dream. When I was like at school, you know, I always dreamed like, you know, when I finish school, I would like to work as a, a medical aide or a nurse in the medical department mm. or in the police force. Mm. Those were the two things I wanted to do. Mm. But, you know, like if you have got, you come from a poor background, sometimes um, parents don't have enough money to put you up to to do those courses. Mm. Then, you know, uh, my aunt then just decided that I should do this domestic work mm. just for a few months or what, but that was the beginning of it until now. How old are you, Mandla? I'm 52. You're 52. How long have you been uh, a housekeeper for? 30 years. Wow. So yes. so what was supposed to have been just six months? It went up to 30 years. It's been 30 wow. years. Yes. Wow. Yes. D d was your aunt uh, someone who, who worked and cleaned as well in houses? Yes. And that's yes. How, so she, she pulled was, you in? Yes. She okay. was working for other people. And, and what was your dream? So you, 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 you went in for six months. What was the plan when you went in for that six months? Was it that, okay, I do the six months and then what happens next? Because I wasn't working, so she, she just said I must go and work. So I started working. Mm. Then I didn't have any other ideas what to do, and then I just carried on mm. until today. Mm. It's and you know I want to hear from you guys about your experiences, but just as an aside, it's it's unbelievable that we're even having to have this conversation. I know that sounds stupid, but like imagine they're like Rory. Instead of saying Rory, they say you're my strategist. 
my strategist uh, does these things in, in the office and in the in the house, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating. Uh, you, you, fascinating. It, it it loses. It almost dehumanizes you. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. Get into that. Let's hear from you guys. What you know? How did you get into this kind of work? Yeah, for me, when I get started to be a domestic worker, my mom was pregnant, and then she called me to come to help her. To work. So she was a she was a, a housekeeper yes. at the time, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I helped her, and then she um, gave a birth a baby child, and mm-hmm. after that she got sick, and then she died, and then I I started to work as a domestic worker. Okay. Where at the same place where she exactly. used to. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And you still work there? Yes, I'm still working there. Okay. So okay. So that baby, Hope, is is your mother's baby. No, this one. This is, is your is your yes. baby. Okay, yeah. so then you had to take over the responsibility of, of the new sister, baby yes. of, of your sister, and then, and then, and then you've also you also have a child now. Yeah. And what happened when you were pregnant with your child? Did you did you have to find somebody to keep up with your job? Yes, my sister. Oh wow! So you had to bring your sister in now. Yes. What would happen if you asked for maternity leave? Is there no such thing? They say I can go, but I, I don't want. They don't want to pay me. Um, they they're not going to pay me maternity leave okay. because they don't have money. So I said it's fine as long as my sister is going to keep my work my job. Mm. So as now she's still working, and then I I'm taking care of this young baby and then my child. Wow. So yes. just just out of interest, what types of jobs do your employers do? Are they are they poor people? Are they so you don't need to give us specifics, but uh, you know, are they are they rich people? Are they poor people? What exactly? Mine, mine. Uh, she is a teacher. Mm. Yeah, okay. I know teachers not earning that mm. money, so I understand the situation. Mm. Yes. Mm. Langa. Uh, mine. Mm. They middle. Not rich, but middle, in mm. between. Mm. So this is a normal, we're talking about normal families here. Yeah, uh, Mandla, you've 30 years, how many different families have you worked for? Ten. Ten, Ten different families? Wow. Yeah. And you've raised children in between all of that? Yes, I have. The oldest child that you've raised now, how old would that child be now? Mm, I think the child I raised was from, I think she's, she was born 1985 when oh, I started. So working. she's about 31 now. Mm, when I started working. Are you still in contact with that child? No, I, I'm not contact with that. Take us through it. because that that is also another experience. So you you raise this child almost as your own, I imagine. Yes, you uh, do. And 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 what happens? How does your relationship change with the child over time? Uh, the relationship changes when the child gets older. The more she, the child gets older, the relationship changes because now the child doesn't respect you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- uh, what in, in terms of what? What kind of respect? Like, you know, the child will swear at you, say horrible things about you. So that's when you, you, you start to, sometimes you get angry with the child. Yeah. Yeah, you get the angry with the child because you can see that the child is disrespecting you. But how does the child, so, so just give us an idea, where does the relationship start? Do, are you, do you start off close or is this something that just changes? And where does the child learn to, to disrespect you? How, how, what happens? Give us maybe the first experience. So you were raising this child, you were close, and then one day this child started behaving differently. What, was, what is happening around the time? 
You know, when you raise the child, at the, at the beginning, the child is only a baby. Mm. Until after the child hears things, what parents say at the table, at the dining table. Mm. You know, like parents will say things behind your back. You know, this maid is like this or stupid or like this, you know. So the child will repeat that to you. Mm. You know, the child will just say, you know what, you are stupid. Then you say, why do you say that? Because my mom said so. Mm. You see, things mm. like that. Mm. So that's when the relationship begins that goes sour. Because, you know, as a parent, because you, as a parent as well, you can't be happy if your child says horrible things to you. Mm. Then the parents will come home, then you'll say, you know, the child is insulting me or swearing at me. Okay, I'll talk to the child. Then mm. the child goes behind the doors, then they talk to the child today you don't know whether they tell the child that you can carry on doing this or what you don't know what's happening at the back there mm. so that's when the relationship goes sour <laughs> you have children of your own mandla yes i've got two adults so you've got adult children yes. and you're being told by a younger child that you're being stu- you're stupid yes. and so on yes i've got two adults child and three grandchildren how does that wow. make you feel yeah it makes you angry you get angry, but at the end of the day, you don't have a choice. You just carry on with your job because what you want is the job. And and how do you hold that anger? So so what do you do with it? Like when you get angry, do you do you have to like go go somewhere and release or shout or scream or what happens? You just boggle it inside you. Because you know, like parents, they will say that if my child does something wrong, we are not allowed to smack my child or hit the child. That mm. I understand. Mm. Then you have to tell me. But when you tell the parents, what makes me really angry? They take the parent, the child behind, close the door, and talk to the child. Mm. But if it is you, the housekeeper, mm. you are just you get shouted in front, in of, front the of the children. children. Mm. But you are an adult, mm. but they have the power to take the child and talk behind the closed door. Mm. Then they'll come back and the child will just come to you and say, sorry, mm. which is a sorry to me, which doesn't mean I'm sorry. It's mm. just something because he's been told to, to do. To say sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't correct the child to say, say it nicely as mm. if you mean it. Mm. Say it like you mean it. Mm. This is uh, Andrew. Is this does this give you any memory of your childhood? Oh man, this is all goosebump stuff coming back here. Mm-hmm. It's, it really is. It's. Um, I, I suppose we didn't we didn't talk at the beginning of the show. We're doing the show at the moment. If you've just joined us, uh, saying is she your domestic worker or is she your slave? On frankly speaking, we want to hear your comments as well. Uh, hit us up at Rory Shabalala or at Yebo underscore Levy. We didn't say whether whether we had people that worked at our houses yeah. and what that story was. So maybe I can give mine, you can give yours. But yeah. um, uh, effectively, the story that uh, Mandela is speaking about and um, and specifically Linda that you're speaking about is very true to my family where um, Peggy, who works at our house, see, you're educating me now, which is great. Um, her mom used to work for us as well. So it's two generations of people working in our house and it's – Mind-blowing, absolutely mm. mind-blowing that um, the legacy of apartheid allowed for this kind of stuff to happen where you couldn't get out of these kind of systems and roles because there was no education. Education wasn't going to help you. 
Um, and, and there were no so opportunities. The interesting thing, though, is I imagine, tell me if I'm wrong, but your family felt that it was doing its best to lift Peggy out of that situation, or Peggy's family. Sure. So how did it happen that the next generation ends up in the same place that, that Peggy started from? Or how, how, how do you think it happened if you look back? I think it's such a, it's such a difficult, difficult issue. Um, and I can't, I can't, I can't say it's all bad because mm. I think certain, certain family members, um, of Peggy have, have, have been lifted out of the situation. But I, I do think that it's nuanced. I think it's, it's a mentality. It's, um, you know, when you, when, when your mom is, is in a, in a role and then you take over that role mm. and that's all you see every single day and feel every single day. You know, mm. Mandela was speaking about the anger that she holds. Mm. Um, that then gets translated down, you know, to the kids. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's such a difficult one to think about. Um, wow. I mean, what's your, what's your story? So in, my, in background? I, I wasn't raised, uh, with, with, with a, a housekeeper. I don't really have an experience of uh, having a live-in domestic worker. We've, we've, I think, at different stages of life had people come in, just help with the ironing and so on. So never really have the story. My mother was very adamant that um, uh, clean we, must, we must clean our own. We, we must, she said, I don't want you to, 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 to bother your wives one day. You need to be able to do all these things. And so, for Richard now. So hey? we didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> That's really oh, worked really. out. Eh? <laughs> hey, she did her best. I can, I can fry an egg. I can fry an egg. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> but, me. but, 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 where my connection with this is is that my grandmother was was a was a domestic worker. Okay. Um, and so I probably lived uh, the experience through her experiences and through the stories that she's told. Um, so it's it's really it it has it has a sense. And my grandmother just passed away, uh, a week or two ago. Mm. Um, and you know, the, the experiences that she's had and, and that have shaped her life, um, were very much the experiences of, 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 of people like Mandla and, and so on. So it's, it's, uh, and it's sad, the very same experiences that they share are the experiences that she would share. So let, let me ask you this, because this is a very different perspective, but, um, what was transcended down? From from your grandmother to you, maybe some of the the cooler things. I think it's always said they wouldn't necessarily talk uh, about uh, some of the painful things, especially mm. as a grandmother to to a grandchild. But some of the more quirky things is that just an obsession with cleanliness. Mm. Uh, you know, just like my grandmother was obsessed with cleanliness because mm. it's just it's a thing that she has to do every single day. So the house, you, the way you. The way that you behave and so on is very much you can see that a lot of these things were just taken from all of those years. Mm, mm, um, mm. And, and I, I relate to what Mandla says. You know, when, when they get back into the community, they are not domestic workers. They're mm. not maids. They're yeah. not housekeepers. They're they are humans. They're they are humans. leaders. Can you believe it? They are leaders in the churches and so on. Their houses are amazing. Um, and, and funny enough, you see a lot of them taking on the character of their employers. Mm. Um, they become the employers in the society, which is, which is quite interesting. You know, they, they are, they're, they're as strict as the employers are. They're, all of the standards that, that, uh, that get upheld, uh, where they work are the standards that they bring home. So those are the sorts of things. Um, some of the more hurtful things are things that my grandmother wouldn't necessarily, uh, because they they are demeaning, um, mm, and especially mm, at a grandmother, maybe a parent will share things, but at at a grandmother level, 
we we didn't really have those conversations. But you could see if you touched on certain things, um, you know, the story of uh, having to call uh, a child plane bus. Uh, I mean, my grandmother was 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 a housekeeper back in apartheid days. So, having to call a kid plane bus, plane madam, those those things are are, are demeaning mm. uh, as an adult, particularly coming from a culture where um, age is very is seen as something that 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 also comes with respect and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to leave your your community where your children are and so on to get into another community where you are a nothing. Mm. Those sorts of things are demeaning. And I come from uh, a, a community where there are still domestic workers and so on that are around in our circle, in the church community and mm. so on. And to hear all of the stories, um, you know, they're not allowed to have their kids visit them, for example. Mm. You stay, you stay, mm-hmm. you stay, but my children can't come and Lots visit Lots of nodding them. heads here. Huh? You know, so, so it's all those things uh, that, mm. that, that, that I guess I, I'm, I still have a bit of an experience about. But coming back to you, ladies... Um, can I yeah, quickly ask go you ahead, a question Tulsi. about that? Um, yes. How did how did your grandmother make sure that her child didn't become a domestic worker as well? I I don't know. I uh, I never asked her that, and um, I never got to ask her that. Um, <laughs> I suspect. So what I know is she she moved from being a domestic worker to selling fruits and vegetables on the side of the road. Uh, so maybe she was fired, whatever it is. Um, that line was probably cut, uh, probably not by her own doing. Uh, but I know that she became a, a seller of vegetables and fruits and and all of her kids uh, sold fruits and vegetables in trains and so on. So that's where they started. So I think that's where they picked up. If she had stayed longer, maybe that's what they would have ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I know that my from my parents right down, all of them sold fruits and vegetables in trains and they were the guys at the traffic lights that were selling fruits and vegetables. Mbali? Just to kind of highlight that this is a, a societal problem that's common to all South Africans in ways that are actually ironic. I want to um, point out that Mandla, I know you've had a domestic worker before as well. So I find this phenomenon of, of domestic workers having domestic workers very interesting. And it'd be interesting to, to kind of um, to understand from, from your experience... Uh, that's so, a great question. I was going to ask that as well. <laughs> I really was. I was going to say, have any of you got helpers in your houses? And if so, how do you feel and, and how do you relate the to them? Yeah. Um, I had someone who helped with my children, who stayed at home with the children when I went to work. Mm. I think she was like my young sister. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that is the way... I treated, that's how I treated her. You know, in, in, I was saying in African culture, you have to respect each other. As a sister, if, as a young sister, if she's younger than you, or as an older sister to you. That was our relationship. If someone who didn't know where, whether we were related, they just thought that we were related, mm. but we're not related. Okay. I, I want to ask all three of you because something when Rory was speaking became very interesting to me, which is, is there a difference between a black madam and a white madam? And if there is, or through your experiences, if you've worked for, for, for people, white employees and, and black employees, employers, sorry, uh, what the difference was? Any of you? Um, myself, when I first started, I worked for a black family. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to white family. I would say I think the treatment is the same. Treatment is the same? Yeah, as long as you are a domestic worker. Mm. 
They they are the same. They always try to prove to to prove you that you are a domestic worker. Mm. You are not equal to us, whether black or white is just the same. Mm-hmm. You guys, Langa? Yeah, I think they're just the same. It'll always be if you're a domestic worker, you'll always be a domestic worker, mm. <laughs> whether it's black or white. They'll you get the same treatment. Linda, similar similar feeling. It's interesting. Sorry, Linda, carry on. Apologies. Come close to the mic. Sorry, apologies. Yeah, we're going to get uh, the same treatment as they got. They have got money, so the treatment is the same. So it's it's a money thing rather than yeah. a color thing. Well, I, it's this is interesting because I've had a few conversations about this, and some things that are some things that have come out of it uh, amongst friends now of my age and older, um, as I'm getting older as well. <laughs> It's tough now, you know, um, but um, but is this idea of um, the domestic worker in a black family being a threat almost? Um, so so, um, and this might not be true. This might just be an experience of one family. But where where they're like, oh no no no, the person who cleans in my house was trying on my makeup the other day, and and she must never look at my husband like that, you know, uh, because you know that's that's a problem, right? And whereas I think that because of the issues of apartheid and the fact that at, in a white family there's just so complete dehumanization of that specific relationship. That will never happen. You know? But maybe, I mean, let's challenge it because... Uh, no, I'm because, interested. This uh, is just an observation. So. Is, it, is, it, is it just in black families or white families? You, do, you think that the white daddy doesn't look as domestic <laughs> and be like... like mm, oh, damn, you can find mm, I like me some black. I like me some black. I, I no, I would, you're black, you don't mm, go back. <laughs> have you guys had that experience uh, or, 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 or amongst your colleagues? Uh, is this something that, that comes up a lot where... Where you are either seen as, uh, I see everybody's pointing Pointed at, to at Langa. Langa. Yo, Langa, what's happening here? And you need to see Langa, right? So Langa is just, uh, what are you about to say? long flowing. What are you about to say? Oh, okay, let me not. Let what me are you know. about to say? It's a woman's mouth. What are you about to say right She's now? pretty. She's, she's pretty. Yeah. Uh, she not and pretty. the others aren't? No, they aren't. Oh, okay. Getting yourself no, caught no, up no, here. No, All no, right. Just Langa, say. let's hear from you. Yeah, they do. That's why you see, they strictly give us that. You must cover your head with a duke. Yeah. I, for really? one, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't feel comfortable with it. And it makes me like a granny. Uh-huh. Mm. And um, the hairstyles, they don't want your hair hanging, you know what? But I just tie my hair to the back because I never grew up with a duke. And I'm young. Not very young, but I'm young. Mm. So I cannot tie my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just stick to... Do, have you guys had, if not you or colleagues, have had issues where uh, the men in the house uh, or make, women maybe make, yeah. make advances, make advances, or women make advances to you? Mm, I for one I'll say not really, but I've just seen strange things in the house whereby you'll see somebody coming in there and <laughs> Uh-huh. By mistake, I don't know mm. that I've come across that. Wait, wait, wait! Someone who, someone outside of the household, no, is inside just, the house, a mailbox. Oh, like the ha- so, like the husband. Yes, you just ask yourself, what's going on? He here? comes in his underwear. Did he make a mistake, or I don't know. Mm. But because you, you you're not worried about it, you just ignore it and say, oh, you just say, oh. I mean, isn't this unbelievable? <laughs> like, I, I don't. I mean, this, this is unbelievable in the sense, and I know obviously the household is such a different dynamic, but. 
it is your workplace, right? Now, I'm just thinking, imagine you go to a corporate and then someone's in the underpants just walking around, like, making a coffee. Oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, making a coffee here, you know? But I think it raises, it raises another important question, which is you guys are intimately uh, exposed to the family secrets and so on. What are some of the secrets that you guys have come across that you, that you have to hold on behalf of, uh, of different members of the families? Mandla? <laughs> now we get quiet. Uh, now you're quiet. I don't think, I don't have. Ah, you just said a lot. <laughs> have you, what, what sort of That's things do you come across? What, what sort of things do you come across that, that are things that you, that, that you expected to, to, to not see or because they don't see you, they, they think you don't see? Can I rephrase? Um, so, perhaps not in your, own experience but in general what are some of the things that the women who do your work and men at times are exposed to that you think they shouldn't be exposed to <laughs> we're not getting it. Come again, you're not getting there. No, no, no. So like some of the secrets, family secrets, those things that you 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 guys get to see. Uh, in the families that you work with? I think some of the things is that um, like uh, couples fighting in front of you mm. or making oh, wow. uh, like the other partner making like children like hate the other one most. Like wow. I'd say like or else like a father will say you mustn't do this. Then after when the father is not there the mother will say you can do it. Mm. You know, or else sometimes they will fight in front of the children, say horrible things with some, I can't even mention, you mm. see. Mm. I think those are the things I'll say, they're the things which happen inside the household, which other people outside won't know. Oh, no. Mm. I, I, I want us to actually get back to the, this topic, which is, are you, uh, is she your domestic worker or housekeeper or is she your slave? Do you think you're treated as you're treated as slaves or more treated as 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 humans with names like Mandla and Linda uh, and Langa? As far as the way that you see yourselves treated, what would you say? I think for me, I'll say the way we are treated, you are not treated like human beings, mm-hmm. because uh, for instance, when you have got a problem. That's the issue, where the issue starts. Because um, let's say you get sick. It mm-hmm. is always an issue. Mm. But if the employer is sick, it's not, not an problem. issue. You mm-hmm. have to run around with trays, with tea, water, whatever to the bedroom. Mm. But if you get sick, it's a problem. And the first thing they think about you, you are HIV positive. <laughs> That's the big problem with employers. Mm. Whenever an employee, a domestic worker gets sick, it's an HIV positive. She's HIV positive. Without even seeing the result that for sure she is, in, in their own mind, they have this thing creating themselves, created in their mind that if you are a domestic worker, you always have these contagious diseases, whatever. And what happens? How do they treat you then when you're sick? Uh, you have to go to the clinic. Mm-hmm. And at the clinic, it's a first come, first save. You can't get at the clinic and find 50 patients already there waiting in the queue. Then you go at the 
beginning of the queue. You have to go at the back of the queue. Mm. But employers don't understand that. They always complain, forgetting that them, they go to a private doctor and they've already booked for time. If it is 10 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock. At the clinic, you go in the morning, you can come back at 5 o'clock in the evening. Mm. But employers don't understand that. (laughs) That's a big problem. Mm. Ladies, uh, in your experience, in in what other ways do you feel that you are treated uh, more like slaves than, 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 than people? Yeah, they treat us like slaves because the action and the way they talk to you. They don't say, please, can you, can you do this? They say, you must do this. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they throw everything in the house, tissue. They left tissue in, on the table and, you know, <laughs> panties. Underwear. Underwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not that easy to pick that thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel. Langer, you want to say something? Tell us what. I don't know. You've got an experience on this? Yeah. Tell me about it. Okay. They are treating us like slaves. Because uh, one time they tell us we're part of the family, but Mm. we are not part of the family. That's a big one, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Like she just said, they throw everything everywhere. Especially like on a Monday. Mm. People wake up to see. In the kitchen, you will see things that belong to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You go to the lounge, you'll see mm. things that belong to the bedroom. Mm. You go to the other living room, you'll find different things. Mm. That the whole day, you're going to sort out all those things. Ladies believe their underwear. Honestly, when you see that stuff, it doesn't feel right because I wasn't brought up that way. Mm. I have never touched a female's underwear. I have never washed it. I have never, ever... It was a. It was very. The first time I was told to wash underwear, it was very, very. I don't know how to put it, but I didn't feel comfortable mm. with it. I tried to explain to them, mm. but to them it seemed like something easy because it's going in the machine. But the fact that you are going to touch it, you used to have your own stuff, yeah. and to us, in um, our culture, it's taboo to touch yeah. a woman's mm. underwear. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Mandla? Very, very. I think it. Uh, I think it's like as long we are to them in their mind, they always think that as long you are getting paid, mm. you have to do everything. Mm. Yes, you have to do everything. You have to whatever. If you are not feeling okay with it, you have to choose. Mm. Yeah, that's what they say. You have to choose. And I'll say something. Mention something which happened a couple few days ago. You know, they bought this light to put it outside my door. Mm-hmm. There used to be a sensor light there. And they went to buy this one, which is just an ordinary light. You know, a sensor light, it will only come on when yeah, someone, when there is a movement. Yeah. Then I said, you know, I'm not comfortable to leave, sleep with the light on because the light comes direct in my room. Mm. You know what the woman said? Mm. She said, okay, everything is about mandla. I think she should. We should just give her the house. Wow. Mm. She has to take the whole house because everything is about her. I don't like this. I don't like that. But to me, I think I've got a right. Even if I live in your property, mm. you have to respect my rights as well as I respect your their rights. Mm. That them they can't sleep with the light outside coming inside their house. But me, I'm supposed to sleep with the light on 
just because I'm a worker, I'm a domestic worker, I don't have feelings. Mm. As a domestic worker, you're not supposed to have feelings. We are parents, we have children, we have grandchildren. When you work for these people, your children can't even come and visit you. Mm. But you don't have time to go and visit your children. They want you in this property 24-7. How much time do you get off? Or how does that work? Uh, for myself, I'll say I work Monday to Friday. But to this, you know, I don't talk about myself all the time. I'll mm. talk about my other relatives or friends mm. from what they are having. Mm. You, do, you are not allowed to have your children come and visit you. You are not allowed to have your husband or your partner to come and visit you. Mm-hmm. Because you are just staying there as a worker. You are not a human being. You don't have feelings mm-hmm. as a human being. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't have a feelings. As a domestic worker, you are not, you are not supposed to have a husband. Mm-hmm. You are not supposed to have a boyfriend or a partner. Mm-hmm. Because you are a domestic, you are nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have sex, eh? Yes, that's exactly. (laughs) Because I was respecting that way. Mm. They think that you are not supposed to have it because you are not a human being enough Mm. to have it. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic. If you've just joined the show, uh, we're speaking, frankly speaking, one hour. Is uh, she your domestic worker or is she your slave? If you haven't heard this entire show, you've got to go back on it. It is, it, it cuts to the core of, I think, a, a huge amount of problems in South Africa and, and maybe the world. Maybe this relationship is, uh, is on a worldwide level, but I think in South Africa, it's definitely exasperated or, or emphasized because of, uh, of the past. I'm interested, you know, like one of the other big issues that comes out of, of, of affluent homes is, is stealing. <laughs> Exactly. Heard that under the breath. I love uh, these mics are sensitive, so that's good. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about that. Something goes missing in the house. Who is first on the list to get blamed? The dog worker. I dog. As the helper. Yeah, always suspected of stealing all the times. If they can't find anything, they'll come and ask you, where is it? You have to find it. Sometimes How you do you off- find it? Because, you know, sorry, sorry, just on a positive side, okay? Yeah. Like, because we're speaking about very negative things, but it is unbelievable that you know where everything in that house is. Mm. Absolutely everything. You do. You have to. You have to. You have to. Because if you don't, at the end, because them, they can't find anything. Even if it is in front of them, they can't see it. So, as a domestic worker, you have to train your mind to. Remember all the times, where does that go? Where does this, where do we keep this, something like this? So every now and then, if that thing, they've misplaced it, it's not on its place. Or else you are off on your, you are on an off day in your room, either phone you or come to the door and knock. You know, Mandla, we can't find this. Where is it? Mm. Do you know where it is? Then you go and look for it. Now you can't find it because they've moved it from this place where it is supposed to be. Then you hear, find it. Now it, this thing have grown legs. It's walked away. You know, that makes me really, makes my blood boil. Mm. If someone says that, like a t-shirt is grown legs. How can a t-shirt grow legs? <laughs> Haven't you seen that? <laughs> you guys, what are your, what's your experience, Linda and Langa? Yeah, I think they are lazy because they, they are lazy to look for something else, mm. you know. They say, my ear, I put my earrings here. I don't see it. 
<laughs> What's amazing about this is this is a shared experience, right? This is not happening in one household. This is happening in all households. Langer, your thoughts? Uh, it's the same. I've encountered the problem with a ring mm. that was not found just because negligent. She's negligent with the ring. How can this thing come out of yeah. your fingers and you go and ask your maid, where have you seen my ring? Can you look for it? So to me, I told myself I'm not going to look for it because that's the most valuable thing that you're not supposed to leave anyway. Secondly, you're on holiday and you're asked to look for that. You're on holiday, like December holidays, mm. and you'll be asked to look for a certain thing because they leave everything everywhere and you must look for it just because you're a domestic worker. Let, let's let's get into how much you get paid for all of this, all of having to to endure all of this. Oh, but how much do you get work. paid, Rory? Huh? I get paid enough, but yeah, I'm but just. Then, uh, you, then you're asking the question. To yeah, you but uh, ah. but they can say they don't want to. They can say they don't want to answer, right? But but I, I'm just I'm just so uh, the 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 minimum wage is that's been set set up uh, a sectoral determination is a uh, hundred and forty four rand a day. Um, is that do do you find that uh, the payments are higher or lower than than that? Ah, it depends. Mm-hmm. What has been what are you, what are your experiences? You're shaking your heads. Do you, do you get paid more or less than that? Is that um less? You said 144 a day. Yes. Oh, that's strange. Sorry, 144 rand a day and yeah. you're saying you get paid less than that? You get paid less than that. Is it a lot what? more less than that? Yes, mine is calculated per day and when I look at that money per day, they don't even spend that or give to their kids. So give me an idea, how much would, would, would that be? Because I think it's it's important for us to, to try and figure out if a person can live off. Uh, so if it's if it's fifty rand a day that you get in a week, you're getting two hundred. Fifty rand a day. Yeah, I'm just I'm just doing a quick calculation. Two hundred and fifty <laughs> per week. That's a thousand rand a month, right? Anything below. So at this amount, you're getting two thousand eight hundred rand per week at at the at the minimum wage that's been set up. So that's the wage that by law you're supposed to be getting. Anyone that's paying you less than that is breaking the law. And you're saying that you guys are getting paid. Are you sure less that's per that. week, Rory? Isn't that per month? That no, feels no. high for a week salary. What, 144? No, the 2,800. Sorry, I just need to check this because, because then I got paid less than that in my first job. And that's no, not no, to no, say you're that right. it's bad. It's per month. Okay, per that's month. what I thought. Okay, so yeah. it's 2,800 per month. We're still under that, some of us, as I speak. Give us, give us kind of a, um, some, some, um, like, can you give us a band? Of like how much you're getting paid per month between this and that and, and your colleagues as well. So not maybe your salary, but what some of your friends in the industry and colleagues are getting paid. Uh, I know of my friend who's getting paid 1500 a month. One five a month. Wow. Okay. And she works how many days? She works Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. Okay. Similar and experiences? Same. I have one that's one five every day and two five that's including food. Because mm. they, when they give you, they tell you it's including food because if you were staying out and having rent and transport, like when they give you that money, they say it's covering if you were having electricity, paying electricity or paying for a room. Like some rooms are 800. Can I, I mean, this, this brings up a very interesting question. I want to get back to Rory's uh, contract uh, discussion. But, but what does it feel like when the the bosses 
come home with pick and pay Woolworths that um, they, they've gone shopping for a week and you're, you, you're probably having to be, be the ones unpacking this food, right? And, um, you can see that they, they're spending 1,500 a week on food. What does that feel like for you guys knowing that in a one week they're spending that just on food on your entire salary? Yeah, it is painful. But you now I want you more than that painful because I can <laughs> feel it. I can see it in your eyes that this is not just painful. Yeah, it makes you really angry because the other part, bad part is that, you know, they will say, yeah, you know, things have gone up at the shops, you know, forgetting that you buy at the same shops as them. Mm. But the money they, they have spent on in a day, it's 1500 and that 1500 is the money they pay you to last for a month. Mm. And you've got a family. You know, sometimes you feel like crying. Even if I talk about it, I don't <laughs> I, I want to cry with you. Because I know that experience from the other side. And that's the scary thing. I've walked in with groceries, put them down and gone, I've spent a lot of money here. And the person who is unpacking these groceries is looking at me like, I'm bloody mad, you know, because the amount that I've spent here is the same amount or not same amount, but is a huge amount of their salary. Yeah, I'm getting angry because they buy chocolate and then after that they bought me no-name food from pick and pay, mm. chicken, no-name tea bags. So... I'm mm. getting angry. You don't, mm. you don't get the same quality that yeah, they I'm get. Not, yeah. Yes, I'm not getting the same quality f- food. <laughs> so that they yeah. look me down. I'm useless. I must eat those non-name things. Mm. Le- uh, so I'm not important to them. It's it's actually quite interesting because some some people actually spend more money buying food for their dogs and pets than they do uh, oh, yeah, yeah. than yeah. they do feeding. Yeah. As 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 we begin to wrap up, guys, uh, what is it going to take? What are your dreams for yourselves? You you've got you've got a, a baby. Hope is in studio with us. What are you? Is Hope going to end up where you you are? And and what are you? What's going to have to happen to make sure that Hope doesn't become uh, the fourth? A uh, domestic worker in your family? No, I don't want him to work, to live li- life that I live. Mm. Yeah. What are you? What? 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 What is it that's going to make his life different to to yours? I work hard to make him happy. Do everything for him. Must he must get best education? Mm. Yeah. How will so education is very expensive. So what is your plan to make sure that he gets that best education? He sounds very excited about the fact that he's going to get the best education. <laughs> he's going to be a model, that kid. Yeah. He's the most beautiful kid I've ever seen. I will try my best to keep that man I'm earning it from domestic work. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Lange, what are some of your hopes and dreams? I have lots of dreams, but honestly speaking, with this money, you can't even save anything. But let's just say you're getting tons of money. Like, what are your dreams? What do you want for you? For myself? Mm-hmm. Well, growing up, I always wanted to be a doctor, but I see that uh, that time has passed. So the second um, thing that I always wanted to do is like um, going into the food industry, maybe owning my own or running a restaurant, catering. Okay. That was my second um uh, ambition I wanted to be. Okay, Amanda? 
Yeah, I think I think I've, uh, my hopes are nearly next years because I think uh, one day if I've got money, maybe I'd like to have my own place where I can like maybe a restaurant and be a chef. I like working with food. That's the thing I'll do because like now I don't think that I can be employed as a policewoman as I wished in the earlier years because I think now I'm over age to be employed in the police force. Can I say one thing? No, you can't say anything. (laughs) You can't say anything. Uh, What do you want to say? Thank you for the show, guys. It was was beautiful and it's lovely just to sit and to observe. Um, And I think something's been reignited in us as well you know i think we're we're just inspired by observing the conversation but because it is women's day i want to say you did touch on this earlier um behind every society there is a strong home right that is at the cornerstone of societies behind that home is a strong woman behind that woman is a strong domestic worker and so if we're talking about women empowerment in south africa um, I think that we need to start with elevating and celebrating the leading empowerers of women. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's overwhelming evidence that those empowerers are, are our domestic workers, right? I think that, you know, they allow women to participate in, in, in the workplace. They allow women to earn more. And um, we need to, to, to give them what, what they deserve. And, and we need to, to celebrate and elevate them to that position as our, as our co-parents and our empowerers as, as women. Um, so and I think we've got to figure out how we empower as well. Very quickly, before we wrap up and before we say our thanks to you guys, do any of you have contracts? I have a contract. Okay, you've got a contract? Yeah. Langer? No. No? No, I don't have. No contract. Yeah. Okay, two out of three, no contracts. Rory, um, firstly, I want to say thank you to, to all of you. Um, the maid sessions, you can catch them on Cliff Central. Just go to www.cliffcentral.com. They do an incredible, incredible show. It is fascinating, the stuff they talk about. Um, you just got a podcast. You'll see it there. It's called The Maid Sessions uh, with Mbali and Tuliza. You guys are awesome. And to you guys, thank you so much for being part of this. Rory, I think this has to be a series, man. It's a series. There's, I mean, there's so many questions. So many questions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what what do we do? What what is a good um, what is a good housekeeping relationship look like? Yeah. Um, what are our roles within this? How do you know? And wash your damn undies. That's probably the first role. Wash your undies, man. And and also personal experiences. I want to hear from people out there. So uh, hit us up on Twitter. What has this show um, sparked in you, if anything? Uh, we would love to hear from you. Also, you can catch on Facebook all the details. There are going to be lots of comments about this. So please do add your voice as we make this the Domestic Worker Series. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you missed any of it, cliffcentral.com forward slash Franklin speaking. Jovito. Wash your own undies. Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.